going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast, and I got with me today Brandon Peebler from the Backyard Blitz Podcast. Excited to have him on. We had a great time last time he was on the show. We're going to have a good time today. Just glad you guys tapped in. And But before we get to any of it, you know, we got to hit the music. Hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, i like to know Are you ready for start time? And thanks for showing up today, guys. Like, once again, it's Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Got with me, Brandon Peebler from the Backyard Blitz. Brandon, how you doing? And why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff on on the socials and all, all the things you're doing? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, first of all, love to be back on the show. We had a great time last time. Uh, so I'm from the Backyard Blitz. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, um, the Backyard Blitz. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. At the BY Blitz is our Twitter handle. Uh, and of course, on Facebook, you go to the Backyard Blitz. Uh, follow us on there. Get all our content on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere you can get it. We're also on Apple and Spotify. So uh, we're on a summer break right now. Uh, but we'll be back uh, right at the end of the July to to get it going, man. Yeah, awesome, and and all of Brandon's information is in the is in the description. So make sure that you give the Backyard Blitz a subscribe. Make sure that you guys give him a follow on Twitter, and and yeah, like uh, so it's Thursday. <laughs> it's a Thursday of an of a very long off season. Thursday and the end of June. We're in the dog yeah. days right now. Oh, and Beto's in the house. What's going on, Niner Sickness? Make sure that you give my guy, uh, Beto, a subscribe. Make sure that you give him a follow. And But, yeah, it is the dog days of summer, truly, in as far as football goes. And you can tell by watching 49er Twitter. <laughs> you can tell. It's, it, it's all the symptoms of the fan base arguing amongst themselves with no other than our crazy. quarterback uh, controversy that there seems to be no short of with our organization. Yeah, it's I know that I know that it gets it gets tiresome for 49er fans like when they see these these guys like all the national media and it's always the national media. It's always the the local media isn't the one putting out these sto- putting out these stories. It's the local it's the national media that decides to put it out. And that should tell you right there what the premise of the whole thing is, is a lot of it is just to they've got to come up with a story so that they can talk about it for the whole week. Click, and click, click, click. That's what yeah, they got to get. It's it's not it's just a bunch of nonsense. But and then when the local media even comes out and says, ah, I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, I'm going to trust the guys that are actually in the building rather than the guys that haven't have probably never set foot in the building. Absolutely. So, yeah, but, they've been around these guys. They they drafted these guys, right? They they they're the ones that spend the most time with them. So, hey, that's what why they get paid the big bucks. 
Yeah, absolutely. And but so but the 49 with all that being said, 49ers have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Uh ESPN was a little schizophrenic in their lists like uh, they had a, the the 10th best roster but then they had the number one supporting cast. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it made makes it, no but, sense. But why are the fans fighting amongst themselves on social media? And is it worth it? I mean, I think fans got to find something to do also, right? Uh, I think we got a great problem on our hands. We have a really good quarterback room. We got a great roster. Um, Really, the only thing that I ever see and have seen since Jimmy Garoppolo walked in the building and really after he tore his ACL, right, is Jimmy the guy. Well, everybody complained when he got, got paid after five games. Then he tore his ACL. And then was he good enough in 2019? And then it was 2020, right? So it's like all these things that are happening. But then the big point was drafting Trey Lance, moving up in the draft, in fact, to, to draft Trey Lance. And that's where it really started getting wild. But now yeah. what's crazy is that Jimmy's not even in there anymore. I still see him catching strays every now and again. Uh, but now it's between Purdy and Lance. We got two relatively young quarterbacks with – I think both of them have extremely, extremely high upsides. One had a lot of uh, playtime in college, and we've seen what he could do with the 49ers. And then there's another guy that didn't get a lot of playtime in college, but his athleticism and what he can do, his ceiling's incredibly high. But mm-hmm. We haven't really seen him do it. So it's there's a lot to, to try to figure out over the months when there's not a whole lot going on. And you said it perfectly. There's just not a lot going on. <laughs> like it's, it's really people yeah. are getting antsy. People are getting Nancy. There's ever there's you got your one side that wants to see. And this is what it really is. It's not even so much that people are talking about that. T- people are calling Trey Lance a bus. It's the constant argument of of like is is Trey is Trey good or not? And right. I think that's the, the the biggest the biggest issue is if if the Purdy fans would just recognize that Trey just really hasn't had the time. And it's unfortunate that he's not going that, uh, that he's not going to get the chance to even show, get the reps and show what he can do. It would be one thing, just like if the Trey fans would give the, uh, the Purdy fans, the acknowledgement that Purdy one hasn't really lost the game that he was healthy in. <laughs> and, right. and, uh, and the guy showed one, two playoff games and he probably, for all intents and purposes, should be the guy. With all that being said, if they would just agree to to give each other a little bit of uh, just just understanding, like yeah. uh, it would it would be one thing. But we cannot like it automatically goes to well, Trey's a bust. He should have never. They should have never taken him. They wasted all three, three picks, and then the other side is going. Well, per, uh, we've seen this story before. Like uh, this yeah. is just another Garoppolo, and like all the other stuff. And I'm, I'm just, I'm. It's, uh, it's obvious to me that per, just like I just said, Purdy sh- should be starting. <laughs> like I mean, it's and it's just because you cannot win as many games as he did in a row. Including two playoff games, sure, and then say, and then say like, uh, well, we still got to give Trey a chance. Like uh, that's this is football. This is the NFL. When you have a when you have a winner, 
very few teams are going to come off of a winner. Like right. I've, I, I can't even remember the last time I've seen something to that effect, like where a guy won as many games, including two playoff games, and and not and not just like the team was carrying him, but that he was a part of those wins. Like oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a player like that get taken out of their job. It, it, it's really crazy. Um, I mean, you look at the circumstances, right? Uh, I, I think the closest one that I can think of was was probably, and I hate to do it. I, I know, guys, I'm going to say the word Tom Brady and Brock yeah. Purdy in the same sentence, but relax, <laughs> I'm not comparing the two. But I'm yeah. going to compare the situations, right? Because Tom Brady was 199th overall. There wasn't a lot expected from him when he was drafted. And now he got a chance to sit for a couple of years, but he had a high-priced quarterback in Drew Bledsoe that actually got paid uh this mm-hmm. the offseason before and then it was unfortunate i think it was week two in fact week two or week three where he gets his shoulder just completely blown out um and then he c- gets thrusted in and then he wins a bunch of games in a row and, and you mm-hmm. kind of ride the hot hand people forget that they don't get to the super bowl if it wasn't for drew bledsoe because tom brady actually got hurt in that afc championship game mm-hmm. and he had to take him to the super bowl and then that whole conversation was well now do you go with drew or do you go yeah. back with tom since he did that right so i think we have a little bit of that going on uh we just saw what purdy did it, it's unquestioned this the stats that he put up and the production levels that he put up with that offense it actually increased it was better than what jimmy had shown over over the time of the course of this last year and by it's hard lot. to ignore by a lot right uh, <laughs> yeah. scoring like 30 points a game the defense was rolling he wasn't turning over the ball like w- i'm not gonna lie when he got into that dolphins game i was so scared because i was like here we go like our season's going down the drain and then of course what happens happened what happened to Trey is unfortunate. Last year was going to be his year where he had the opportunity to get those reps. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately it didn't happen. It's it's he's a victim of circumstance. Nobody could have projected Mr. Irrelevant to yeah. come off the bench and, and roll off those games. And he not only captured the fan base, I think, but it was, he also captured the locker room. When you hear guys like George Kittle and some of the big names on there talk about it being his job and, and the impact that he had, you can't ignore that. And you know the coaching staff's going with that. And that's not a knock on Trey. It absolutely isn't. It's just he's a victim of circumstance. I hope he gets the opportunity to really compete uh, over, you know, training camp. Uh, and I, I guess he's got – I have a hard time trying to digest what's going on with, with the media saying, oh, Darnold's ahead of him. and what. It's all hearsay. We have yeah. no idea where, where yeah, he stands. Exactly. I want him to have the opportunity to compete. And I'm really looking at those preseason games to see what he can get done. Can he earn the job? I don't know. If Purdy's healthy, I think you got to throw him in there. Only way he earns his job, I think, if Purdy's not able to go in real action and Trey does some special things, I think that's the only way he's able to kind of get the train going back. But right now, it's it's tough to say, especially where Purdy seems like his rehab is going really, really well. Yeah, I mean, though, if you listen to to what everybody's saying, like Purdy's going to be ready week one, like, uh, but. I would, I just, I would like to see this, this, and this is what I say. I talked uh, on my show last night, or not my show, me and Beto's show uh, last night about this, that look, there has never, like Kyle's only had one season where he's gone through a whole season with one quarterback. And it was a Super Bowl year. Yeah. One season. So the odds are, even if we're starting week one, we're probably going to see Trey at some point. Like, I mean, and I know nobody wants to hear about 
injuries at this time of year, but I mean, we, we have to prepare ourselves for the worst and what we, you cannot just look past what has happened to this team every single season because it hasn't just been the quarterback position. No, this team has dealt with so many injuries over the past, what, three years, three, four years that it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And to the point to where they felt they needed to be deep everywhere. This whole, this has got to be the deepest team in the league, undoubtedly. And yeah. they've really focused on that aspect of the roster. And it's, uh, and now they have to focus on the quarterback position being deep at that position. Who's got three bona fide starters as their one, two, and three QVs in the league? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. It's 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 a, it's crazy to think of, and and the the sad part is is that they're probably going to need it. <laughs> they're yeah. probably going to need it. What's crazy, and I can't believe I'm about to say the sentence I'm about to say, but this is the first time where I feel like if our first quarterback goes down, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> In years past, I've, I've right, always Trey. been like, you're yeah, up. It, it's yeah, it's been like Garoppolo goes down. We don't know what we have in Trey, you know, uh, Trey went down. We had Jimmy and it was like, we kind of know what we have with Jimmy. So it was okay. But then when Jimmy went down, it was like, oh, we're really screwed. And then Purdy came in and did what he did like this, this year. I'm, I feel pretty confident with any of them. I think they'll have their own kind of flavor of the offense. Now, ideally, right. An ideal world. You want one guy to roll with the entire season. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully it works out that way because I think that just benefits the 49ers. Everybody. I think it benefits decision makers being able to say, okay, this is our guy. This is where we're going to go. We're not going to have our, an injury. And derail our psyches. It. Our psyches. Yeah. <laughs> for the love. Um, but I mean, you're right. The Niners have dealt with this. Um, and it's going all the way back since really uh, the beginning of the Shanahan era with the 49ers. Um, Garoppolo got hurt in 2018 towards ACL. But even before that, it was Jarek McKinnon that got hurt and uh, mm. a no contact play before the Minnesota Viking game in that week one. And then we're rolling out Alfred Morris mm -hmm. to go out there. And that kind of derailed a lot of the, the offense and way uh, the Shanahan had planned on it. So I think you've seen him, Shanahan kind of evolve through and, and John Lynch with how they've really insulated each position to we can withstand some injuries and still keep on going. I mean, it starts with the D line, the O line. I'm a little bit more concerned about because I'm not sure we haven't seen Colton McKivitz, right, for yeah. a long, for an entire season. Um, but when he's been in there, he's been very serviceable. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, Niner fans, guys, we have the, we have the same logo. We're rooting for the same team. We all want the same thing. Let's relax. Let's yeah. enjoy the ride. And uh, guys, it was ten years that it was we didn't go to the playoffs. It was ten years that we couldn't get a winning record, right? So this is a great time to be a Niner fan. Relax for sure, for sure. And I want to say what's going on to the chat because like you guys are rocking and rolling in there uh yeah. but beto niner sickness appreciate you coming through uh kelts appreciate you coming through fam always a pleasure make sure that you give kelts a subscribe uh he's doing great things over on his channel uh he does warrior he does all all the base sports so make sure you check him out uh david mcniner appreciate you coming through man like uh he's doing some good stuff with brian colt make sure you check out their channel uh and give them a subscribe damian lee always a pleasure sir and uh yeah like <laughs> we got a lot we got a lot a lot of people to recognize today but this this is my question is it more important for people to be and this is for really for the chat and for niner fans in general i just want to ask you all a question 
Is it more important for you to be right about your take than for the 49ers to get another ring? And I think people need to ask themselves that because it's this, this coaching staff is really the only people that are going to make those decisions. You're, they're not going to listen to you. <laughs> they're not going to listen to us. Like uh, they, they've shown over and over and over again that they don't care what, what, who we, they should pick in the draft. They don't they care. They actually laugh about we, it, right? Yeah. Like, they really laugh about it. When, <laughs> like in, in front of us, to our yeah. face. <laughs> and like, uh, so with that being said, I mean, is it, is it really that important to you to be right? Or should we just come together, get a, give it a hoosa and say <laughs> those pressure points. Yeah. And say just like, Hey, you know what? You might be right. Like, uh, I might like, uh, I might be wrong, but who cares? <laughs> who cares? Like all that we care about is winning games. Absolutely. So, but uh, I think it's this, this kind of, I think this kind of controversy though is, is kind of embedded in, in, in the faithful. You go back to Joe Montana and Steve Young. You don't have to go back. I mean, you go back in our history. This has been around us for a long time. Yeah. It should it be Joe Montana? Should it be Steve Young? Oh. And you know, when he when Steve Young finally went and won the won the Super Bowl in '94, uh, he even mentioned it. It was like everybody's heart got big enough for the both of them. Like, okay, we're all 49er fans, and I love Joe and I love Steve. I think that's what it's going to take, right? Yeah, We've been on be the Alex cusp. Smith or Kaepernick. Should yeah. it be Alex Smith or Troy Brown? <laughs> right <laughs> oh my gosh or i mean look at the sean hill jt o'sullivan yeah. days guys there's a there was a lot wrong with, with with that but i mean winning cures all and i think the fan base is so thirsty for a world championship that this is what we're going to get until it happens and then it's finally going to be when it happens it's gonna be like i don't care what we argue about this is great yeah. it's the greatest thing in the world <laughs> so i think that's all it, it takes right it's like we've been we've been teased to the point we're about to lose our minds 2019 10 point lead with six minutes left i'm sorry i know uh yeah 2021 uh jacquiski tart uh interception away from really solidifying that game in uh. my opinion and then a ucl injury i i think if purdy's healthy have a, a much better opportunity i think that's not an art uh an argument that we can't um we can all agree upon right we have a better opportunity to win that game so i think we're so thirsty for it to happen we know that we have the team and who cares we just need the the guy back there to pull the trigger to get those dubs and ultimately hope the uh hoist the lombardi yeah absolutely like uh, i'm just I'm just ready to to uh for the team to slap on some pads and let's get to training camp so that we can finally start talking about hitting people and stop talking about about the nonsense and like all the conjecture but uh so let's move on <laughs> to to the actual roster and you know we talked about how deep this roster is we talked about you know who like uh, that this team is probably the deepest like that I've seen any NFL team, let alone four niner, uh, let alone a four niner team. And, but is there a player this season on the team that you would trust in fantasy? You know, when you, when you <laughs> sent that over to me, cause I, I try not to be a Homer when it comes to fantasy football, oh. but I just can't help myself, man. I can't help myself. I rolled with Jimmy G for a while and oh I was like, God. you know, one time he's going to, he's going to pop off. It never <laughs> happened. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Brandon, Ayuk. I feel really confident in him. The way that he was able to do his things last year, stay healthy, 
That's the only thing. I think he's going to have the targets. He is an explosive football player. And I think he really came onto the scene for a lot of non-49er fans last year. And I really think that this is going to be the year that's just a come out party for the entire NFL to see what he does. He's a really great route runner. I really trust him. The other one in this system, and again, it's barring health, because this is the one thing that's hurt him in fantasy, is Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Christian McCaffrey has been one of those guys that you draft in the first couple picks, right? But last year, I was a little gun-shy going towards him because of the injury pass that he had with Carolina. In our system, if he stays healthy, I don't think there's another guy out there that you can trust more between, if you're in a PPR league, getting the targets in the passing game or in the running game, getting the touchdowns. He's going to be a huge focal point of the offense. Uh, Barring anything crazy happening to him, I think you ride and die that guy all the way through uh, your fantasy season this year. He, You know, and I completely agree with you. He is the one player that we've had. Because I will tell you this. My rule in fantasy, I play fantasy every year, and I Mm -hmm. usually have like four teams. (laughs) But (laughs) my rule has been, you don't draft 49ers because right. they're inconsistent yeah. and it's not going to be an every week thing. Uh, Debo had like the closest thing to it a couple of, uh, a couple of years ago, but as a rule, you just don't do it. And, yeah. uh, and, and it doesn't matter how stacked the team looks. It's because the team is so stacked that you can't really count on any one person, but CMC is the one guy. <laughs> on the squad that is gonna get his touches come hell or yeah. high water. Yeah. So absolutely. I'd completely agree with you. CMC, uh Brandon Ayuk might be on the fringe to me, like uh just because I do think, but I think with I also think with Debo being uh talking about how he's gonna he's kind of rededicating himself, I, I'm almost scared <laughs> that that they're yeah. gonna almost like split the touches. Uh, because you know, Brandon Ayuk, I mean, he had a thousand yards, but he only had like what 78, I think it was like 78 catches. Sure. And uh, it's at like I, it still scares me. And it's the <laughs> touchdowns, I think that's the biggest yes. thing when it comes to fantasy is the touchdowns, right? Exactly. Like Debo, he would get them, but that in that 21 season. I mean, even going into that, nobody saw that season coming from Debo, nobody did. He was coming off an injury riddled 2020. Um, we were hoping that he was going to have a big 2020, but I had no idea. And then he came into there and the first half of it was all receiving. And then the second yeah. half of it was like all running back. Exactly. Uh, but CMC, it seems to be that he gets in the end zone either way, whether it's in the air or on the ground, Kittle, it spurts for him. Debo, it spurts for him. And Ayuk, it spurts for him. I think mm-hmm. Ayuk will be probably the most consistent pass catcher. Um, but yeah, there no way. The way that Shanahan calls these plays, it's he rides the hot hand. And if somebody goes off in the first quarter and it's not your guy on your team, you're screwed. He could, he'll go to Ross Dwelly. He don't give a damn. He'll yeah. throw Dwelly eight times if, if that's what the defense has given him. So the only constant focal point that I think you can rely on is CMC. Exactly. I agree. I completely agree with it. And it's uh but what was that? The but is it the the other question of this of this this segment is like is it consi- inconsistency with Shanny's play calling and I think you just brought it up or the yeah. or the player's performance and for me personally I think that it leans more towards uh, inconsistency with Shanny's play calling 
like than than the actual player's performance because I really feel like Shani controls who gets the ball and who he dis, who he's decided that week that he's going to use and uh, and that they're going to be the focal point. I, I just I really think it's Shani's it's it's Shani being hit the mad scientist all the yeah. time and wanting to wanting to be the smartest guy in the room all the time is he will not go to the obvious answer. No, like uh, just just because and then he'll make Jawan Jennings the focal point 100%. When, you've got, when you've got Debo and all these these this star power. But then all of a sudden Ray Ray McLeod ends up on an end around for a touchdown. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's Shani. Like, it's part of his, it's part calls. of his genius. Yeah. It it's, it's part of, it's part of his genius, right? Like I think when you go around the league and you see some, like, let's look at the Vikings. No, Justin Jefferson isn't going to get his touches. He's going to get his touchdowns. He's going to get his yards, right? Mm-hmm. You just know that that's going to go in, but with Shanahan there and there's the thing now is that there's so many people to spread the ball around mm-hmm. that you can't really focus like focus on one person. And I think before that they, uh, the other team might take it away and then he would go to somebody else that you wouldn't guess. Right. Yeah. But you have no idea. It doesn't matter if you have the 26 ranked run defense, he'll come out throwing three straight times just because he think the other team's going to think that you're going to run it down their throat. He will do, he keeps the other team so off guard. It keeps his fantasy owners <laughs> off guard as well. And that drives yeah. me a little bit crazy sometimes, but Hey, you want to know what? Just get the wins. That's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, the, in the past, the only the only thing that I've been willing, the only person that I've been willing to pick on the 49ers is the 49ers defense. If yes. you're playing one of those uh, defensive leagues, like, uh, and uh, or, and then yeah, but like, or CSC. the kicker, or yeah. or, or, or the or kicker, because he's he's yeah, been Robert. pretty consistent, right? That was yeah, been the only couple true. guys. But yeah, Absolutely. CMC is going to get you, and PPRs, he's going to get you those catches and like the yards. Yeah. So I mean that can you don't even necessarily need the touchdowns from him. He's going to get you steady points. So yeah, it's I'm really like uh, I, but it almost scares me that everybody's going to pick him because what's happened in the past when everybody picks him oh is he gets God. hurt. Don't say it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he said it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I'm not I'm not the one that, that believes him. in all the like uh, yeah. I believe me. God is not listening to me. <laughs> like uh, he is not yeah. listening to this podcast today. So, uh, like, uh, if if he does get hurt, do not come to my doorstep saying saying, "Oh, it's Pete's fault." Like, uh, no, like, uh, but what? But what do you think of that? Uh, of the the like uh, that's the CMC factor. I'm I I almost wonder because everybody's assuming that everything's going to go to CMC. <laughs> like, I you know I I really think that it really benefits CMC to have all these other guys out there too. Ayuk, mm-hmm. Kittle, Debo, right? You, you got a really great offensive line. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, I don't, as much as I think he's going to be the focal point, is as much of a distraction or a decoy, I think that he's going to be used as well. Because you can't just say, all right, we're going to go all in and we're going to stop CMC because their offense runs through them. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, in a way it does, but it, you can go to Kittle and then you're going to get burned by him and then what, right? Yeah. So then then what does that look like? Or, or you're going to bring down a, a safety on Kittle and you're going to leave one of the, the stud wide receivers out there one-on-one and, and they can be one-on-one. 
So what yeah. do you do? Lighten up the box? It's there's so many different variables that that go into how you defend the Niners. It's really scary to be honest with you for an opposing team. It's like who do you focus on? It can't possibly be CMC because then if you stack the box, you're in a lot of trouble with with the other guys. So yeah. And they can split CMC out at receiver too, and then put Debo in the backfield. Then like, well, wait a second, CMC's out there. So I think it benefits him as, as much as it benefits everybody around that there's there's one really good guy. Oh, wait a second. Nope, there's four really good guys. Yeah. And we can't focus on any one of them because any one of them can take over a game at any time. See, and last year, last year, I was really pulling for them to add the the second running back, a second running back sure. to take a to take at least 10 of the carries just yeah. uh, away from CMC, because like I said earlier, I, I'm afraid that it's going to be too much. And yeah. I, I would like to see them use use the bigger bodies on first and and sometimes even second down. Yeah, like uh, just to give him that ability to come in on third down and on uh, second, third down to to give them that that pass catching ability and and like, uh, you know, that dynamic ability that CMC has, uh, it would be better served in those second and third down levels. But let the let the young guys take the beating. Yeah, <laughs> uh, first I think down. we saw it. We saw it in spurts last year, and I, I'm excited yeah. for a guy like Jordan Mason. I really think he's got a lot of upside. Um, he's a big bodied running back that had a lot of tackles and I loved what we saw from him last year. And I would love to see him get some more carries. And quite honestly, um, I see Damian Lee in the chat saying he would trade Mitchell for an eight piece from KFC. (laughs) I'll tell you what I want to see. I want to see Mitchell get some carries too, because what happened to him last year was really unfortunate. Um, both those injuries, if you watch them on the slow-mo camera, there's not a thing that he could have done. I don't think he's an injury prone guy. I just think he got. He's a big running back. Guys are going to come down at, at his legs and try to chop him down. And uh, yeah, we got to spread the love around a little bit. You can't give CMC Derrick Henry type of carries because his body's not Derrick Henry. So you're going to have to figure out how to do it in a different way. But I think we saw it in spurts last year, and I think we'll see it this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Jordan Mason and CMC on the field at the same time, but CMC's in the slot, you know, something like that. I wouldn't be surprised to see some packages like that. Yeah, what's going on to my boy 49er Minded? Appreciate, Appreciate you. you coming through, Bashar. Like, uh, yeah, everybody needs to go up and, and uh, follow my guy, Brandon, and uh, and go and sub to Backyard Blitz. We appreciate it. And Yeah, thank you guys. But, yeah, it's it, – it's, th- this is the thing. It's just such an embarrassment of riches, and you're talking about Jordan Mason. I'm a, I am a Masonite to – the nth degree I was talking about Mason all last season before the season yeah started because they had we had gotten all these reports about the kid and I just wanted to see him to see him get and once I see him saw him at preseason I was just like I'm all in yeah get and you saw how carries and you saw the front office that how they were all in on him because when they traded Jermichael Hasty. Trace, yeah Jermichael and, and they cut and they, and cut, they sermon. cut sermon yeah, and I was like, okay, well, because yeah, like Hasty was playing well, yeah, he at was. the time too. He, was he really well. was, yeah, and uh, yeah, and they, yeah, he was playing well in that preseason, and uh, but I mean, Mason was just it was it was undeniable, it was undeniable, which is why it was so weird that he got so few carries during the season, right. but you know how Shanny is. Like, yeah, he'll uh, ride the look, hot hand, especially at that running back position. You yeah. know who's who's in there, and, and we've seen it. You know, and that's why we, going back to the fantasy football question, you couldn't trust if it was going to be Mostert, if it was going to be um, 
Mitchell, you know, in 21, or if it was going to be Jeff Wilson, you couldn't, you couldn't bet on any one of those things because then all of a sudden Jamichael Hasey would go in there and, and bust one off or you would have a, a huge play. Uh, so it's, it's wild. We'll see again, an embarrassment of riches. We just named off three running backs, Mason, yeah. Mitchell, and CMC. You can yeah. ride with any one of them, I believe. And watch out for Kalen LeBorn. Like the, yeah. he's not a, he's not a household name yet, but I have a feeling this, uh, he could be this off seasons, Jordan Mason. And, uh, just, just pay attention to that. Just remember that name. And, uh, but Let's let's shift over to training camp now that we've got the juices Ooh, flowing. Finally, I'm ready. And you know it's a little over three weeks away. Uh, the, well, the rookies will be there in a little over three weeks, and then the next week the the everybody else shows up. But I forgot about TDP. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> what camp battles are you looking forward to? Man, corner's a big one. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I think we saw Diamador Lenore really shine towards the end of last year. And I think that's his spot. But it, there's going to be a competition there, especially with Wilkes being a secondary guy. Uh, but the one that I think is going to kind of come up out of nowhere is um, Jair Brown potentially could come in and steal that other safety spot. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised by it. And that's scary to think if Hufunga and, and Brown are, are both playmaking guys because brown had a ton of interceptions in college he was a ball hawk um yeah so it'd be really interesting to see so i think that'll be uh one that i'm interested in um i'm also looking at i know that people are talking about spencer burford you know being that right guard spot but don't forget about a a john feliciano that's in there he could come Mm, in there and potentially you know, Burford's not ready. He was, he looked a little raw at times last year. He he got consistent kind of towards the end, but there were some spots early on in that season where you could tell he was a little green. Um, John Feliciano has been around the league for a long time. And I feel like he's a really solid spot, uh, a really solid player, especially on the interior line. So I wouldn't be surprised to, to see that camp battle kind of, kind of go on there, but um, it's tough because the camp battles that we're talking about are some really young guys going after some vets that have kind of been around for a while, but a lot of spots on this team are really, are, are really solidified. You know, this is one of those off seasons where, man, there's not a whole lot of uh, competition for those starting spots. I think it would be a layup to say, I think we're all pretty excited to see what's going to happen at the camp battle for the quarterback position. I think yeah. that's really what we're interested to see because we know we're not going to see Purdy um, at least initially. So I am excited to kind of see Trey Lance and Sam Darnold gets, I'm going to be fixated on the TV when it comes to those preseason games and who's doing what, and you know, that we're all going to be sitting there with what was Lance. He was 18 to 24, you know, yeah. things like that. So I'm, I, I'm excited to, to see how those guys do. Really, for Sam Darnold, though, I'm excited to see what he can do with an actual team around him. He hasn't had a great situation, but he was, yes. don't forget, he was the third overall pick. He's got all the talent in the world. He has a really talented arm. So I, I want to see what he can do in this offense. And I, I'm excited to see that. And that's not a yeah. knock on Trey, by the way, if you love Trey. It's just I want to yeah. see, you know, what, what he's going to bring to the table because it's going to be different than what Trey brings. And Purdy's going to be different than the other two. Yeah. Newsflash there's, there's, other players on this team that have actual talent and like uh it's this team this entire team is talented it's uh i think you brought up a great point about darnold i'm not high on darnold at all like uh, because of what he's shown in the past sure but you brought up a great point 
in the fact that he's had terrible coaching all the way back to his college days. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's almost it's we're really looking to see if he's just ruined or if yeah. he can rebuild his uh, or he can pull a Geno Smith and pull and just kind of rebuild his uh his name and yeah and see let's see if he can learn some things under good a good good coaching staff because i would say the 49ers have one of the best coaching staffs in the league if not if not the best uh position for position group absolutely it's it's an opportunity for him to come when he came here everybody was like oh well he took he didn't come there to be third string i disagree i disagree with that i think that that he he could have wanted to come to the 49ers to get an opportunity to see what good looks like. Absolutely. And and get that and have that idea and have that idea in his head and see what he it takes to win in this league. Yeah. And not get sacked 85 times when you're trying to drop back and pa- uh, pass yeah. potentially, you know, and hey, you know I have some good supporting casts around me. I have the best left tackle in the league. I have a great running game. I got all these weapons around me. It's like let let his talent be able to go out there and actually do something cuz I quite honestly we haven't seen what he's really able to do because he's either been sacked a bunch of times or he just had nobody around him. So, I'd like to see what he can do. Yeah, it's I mean it's just it's just something to think about when we go in cuz I think people are going to be standoffish whenever he gets on the field. Ah, sure. he, when he makes one mistake, people are going to be like, "Ah, there it is." Like, "Get him out of here." And yeah. And but and then they're going to disregard the mistakes from the other quarterbacks that are going to come out, sure. and it's you can't have it both ways. Like right. uh, it's it's got to be an even playing field. If we're going to be fair, we just got to be. It's got to be an even playing field. Trey, we know, we know that Trey is going to make some. I think he's going to make some mistakes because oh, yeah. he, he, he hasn't, hasn't had any play. He hasn't any playing yeah. time. Like yeah. so, I expect that from him. And I expect uh, Darnold to have mistakes because guess what? It's a brand new offense, brand yeah. new offense for him. He doesn't have any camaraderie with any. Well, he does have camaraderie with CMC and uh, obviously with a couple of players, but sure. it takes time to build that that chemistry. And uh, and yeah, like it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time for for him just to get the timing down with his guys. So it's and like what like you just said earlier. I'm not saying that he's going to get the job. What I'm saying is, is just be fair. We got to be fair and we've got to be, we want the best guys to be out there. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. And I think that the 49ers have done the best job at that. They don't care about your draft status. They've, they've obviously have not cared about any of that kind of stuff. Like, uh, and they just, and they've said it in the past. The draft is just a way for you to get get your foot in the door, in the right. door of the league. It is not the end all be all because they're they're gonna get a fourth or fifth rounder that's we've got about what two or three Hall of Famers that are gonna be fifth uh fourth, fifth rounders that they drafted later on in the in the draft. So absolutely I mean it's you've gotta be and with this team especially and that the the ability of this front office to to make this to make this team go it doesn't matter none of it matters like all that matters is they put the best team out there that they can yeah. we've missed the super bowl a couple of years now by a couple of throws right 
couple really, throws, realistically, couple, yeah, couple uh, drop pick and a and a bum arm. You know, re- realistically, when it when it yeah. comes down to it, because I think the supporting cast has been there. But you know, it's easy to make a mediocre driver look great in a Ferrari than it is a great driver to look good in a Geo Metro. I think that's perfect scenario for Sam Darnold. Right, he's coming in, he's going to drive a Ferrari, and I don't know if he's a world class driver, but I can tell you he's at least probably mediocre, and he can he can probably drive a Ferrari pretty well so we'll see they're all going to probably make mistakes even purdy like he he made some mistakes last year as well we just gotta Mm -hmm. ride with it they got the team that's going to be able to withstand some of those the defense is going to be able to get the ball back for these guys so yeah in a a great position they're in a great position so my areas that like my battles that i'm really looking at was and and what's funny is that mckivitz is our new right tackle sure there's not even really a battle from what I understand, yeah, like, there's not even a battle. Which is kind of they don't really have anybody. Me. Yeah, I thought for sure they're going like, to bring in a guy, but no, they they've been solid on McKivitz this entire time. I like your your pick of Feliciano, but uh, I'm looking at the battle at the at the edge spot uh, with Drake Jackson and Pearl. and all the other guys that they've got uh, that they got they've got like eight edges yeah. right now. <laughs> And I'm I'm really interested to see if he can solidify that starting spot, uh, or if they're going to go with somebody, or if they're going to go with a with a vet bringing another veteran, uh, because there's some guys we've out all there. seen it. There's some guys out yeah, there if he doesn't got, uh, answer the bell. Justin Houston is still out there. Yannick Ngakwe, right? He, yeah. He's out there. I'm not a big fan of Ngakwe because I think he's a little bit lazy against a run. Um, yeah, but in a situational pass rush, I think he can get it done. But Jake or Drake Jackson's a freak. Like he's an yes. absolute freak athlete. The way I mean, first of all, we've seen him do the backflips. Okay, <laughs> it's ridiculous that a, a a guy of that size has that yeah, much pop okay. coming off the ground it is unbelievable. But um, I was doing a lot of you know earlier in the week. I, I was watching some uh, of these games earlier in the season of the 49ers, and Drake Drake uh, Drake Jackson was really popping off the tape. He was really making a lot of plays i think he had i thought so too yeah he he had uh some sacks early on and um not a lot of snaps you know comparatively to some other people in his draft class but i'm also really excited to see what a cleveland farrell can do he was in that same same draft class as nick bosa right he was Mm -hmm. i and i believe that he was the fourth overall pick to the raiders yep but he's a really talented guy he was a high character guy coming out of clemson he wasn't in another a great guy from the Raiders, another guy from the Raiders. <laughs> and we've seen this happen with Arden key. We've seen this happen with yeah. a, a number of, of guys. Uh, Charles Amena, who was another one. I was sad to see him go. Cause I really like Charles, um, mm-hmm. but I'd love to see what that looks like and how Ferrell is able to compete with some of these other uh, edge rushers and, and what opportunities that he's going to get. But you're right. Drake Jackson, that's going to be a huge one. If Drake Jackson can produce the way that he's capable of, that D line goes to a, an entirely different level because then you got two guys on the outside and then two really solid interior guys. It's like, I, I don't know what you do there. You need eight offensive linemen. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is the thing. There's not, I don't think there's going to be as much of a rotation as there has been in the past because all of a sudden you've got, cause you are, you already had Bosa out there who was going to take, I mean, a lot of snaps. Yeah. He was going to be on there. A lot of snaps. Then you got Eric Armstead. He's going to get a lot of snaps. And then you've got, and now you've got Javon Hargrave. And you just paid him a lot of money. He's going to so get, a lot, get a lot of snaps. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and so 
now really all you've got is that is that other edge spot. Yeah. And if Drake Jackson can kind of solidify that spot, I mean, he odds are he's going to get a lot of snaps. Yeah. And so these other guys have gonna are going to have to find ways. Kalia Davis, Alex Barrett, uh, Carrie Hyder. There's, there's right. yeah, Carrie Hyder and all these guys that have been solid yeah. in the past. And you just mentioned Cleveland Farrell. I think that they're going to get him on the field, sure. but it's a good problem to have. Yeah. But it's going to be it's going to be really difficult for these guys to for the for Steve Wilkes to to kind of come up with a rotation that makes sense. Yeah. I <laughs> like, feel like uh, he because, might leave that to uh uh Kaseric. I, I, I feel like Kaseric's been the guy that that's been uh dominating that that rotation and what it looks like. Um, because he likes to keep him fresh. He likes to keep Bosa fresh, right? Uh, things like that. But I would like to really see what Kinlaw can do after you know really being healthy all off season. Uh, last year he wasn't yeah. healthy coming in. Um, I I still think he's got a ton of potential. I know a lot of 49er fans like to label him as a bust, but I I, yeah. I still think he's got he's got something there. He's got something to prove. And when you have a player like that that has something to prove there. That's when they become their, the most dangerous. And I think I'd like to be able to see him get in there too. Uh, again, I mean, we're going up and down the defensive line. Uh, we, we haven't even mentioned the Kevin Givens who has produced really yeah, well for Givens the, for the Niners. One so, of the other ones. Um, yeah. Whoever makes that initial, you know, 10 man defensive line or 11, whatever they decide to keep, there's not a weakness. There's not a weakness on that line. You know, there really isn't. So, and 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 you mentioned him earlier. Also, I wanted I I do like my other my number one camp battle is is uh, Tashawn Gibson and Jair. Brown. Yeah, it's I have a feeling I do too. It's Jair weird. Brown, Jair Brown, I feel like is him and Hafanga are so their styles are so interchangeable mm-hmm. that I think it's going to be an ill like pairing. And uh, it's it's gonna be, I, I think it could be special. I think and I think so too. I really think with so too. Steve Wilkes, with Steve Wilkes at the helm, who's 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 that's his thing is secondary. the is a secondary. I just have a feeling that it's gonna be it's gonna be special. Yeah, and I really like to Sean Gibson. I, I I do, and don't get me wrong, but you know Jair Brown. I, I think what he can really bring, and, and we haven't really talked about Isaiah Oliver either, because yeah. uh, the other guy, I really liked Samuel Womack. I don't even year. think that's a, I mean, yeah, but I don't even think that's a battle. No, I, like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it is either. But I mean, if you think yeah. of Samuel Womack and what he was able to do last preseason, he kind of started jumping off the tape. He had two picks against Green Bay, um, and he didn't get a lot of opportunities. But the 49ers have been really kind of sly with their secondary picks, the way that they've developed players. Diamador Lenore is one of them, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Isaiah Oliver might not, that might not be a camp battle, but don't sleep on the Samuel Womack being able to come in there and try to try to make this roster on special teams or, or, or be in there in the dime package or whatever, but go up and down the roster again, Jair Brown to Sean Gibson, all these new guys, these younger guys that are going to be vying for some of these spots. I'm cool with them all. <laughs> see who wins. Yeah. See who wins the battle, man. Yeah. So, so like, uh, real quick, which second year player, second year player, makes the biggest jump this year? Man, I, honestly, I, I think it's Drake Jackson. I, I think what he's doing to his body right now and adding a little bit of size. I think he was a guy at USC that really 
the the coaching schemes that he had he, he went under a couple different uh coaches that had him do multiple things that were completely opposites of each other and now he's been in the nfl for a year and he kn knows what to expect and I, he saw some level mm -hmm. of success and now going into this offseason with uh coach kasarek and the the plan that the 49ers training staff has for him i'm really expecting a big jump from him because i i just think the talent's there um, I think the motor's there. He's he's got something to prove, and I think he's just in a prime situation to to really break out. So my my second year player that uh, is going to be due for a breakout. I, I really like Drake Jackson. Yeah, and I'm tempted to say Drake Jackson, but I have a feeling it's going to be Burford. Could be. And like uh, I just think that Burford is gonna is going to take a stranglehold on that that right guard spot, and I think that he's going to be there for. A fixture for a while yeah uh they they came out and they said they told him they they made it public that you know this is your job yeah this is they your did. job now so like that's that's why i mean as much as i look at feliciano and then bringing him in and i think we all thought of him when they initially announced that that signing that we immediately called him the new brunskill right and but then he came out and said he came here to start which kind of threw people off. Sure. But at, I just don't, I, I mean, he might've come to start, but the thinking that he could beat out somebody, but I just don't see who he's going to beat out. It's not going like, to be banks. It's not going to be banks. Yeah. Banks was banks is a beast. He was a beast last season. The only other one that I that I could see is maybe Brendel, but I really like what Brendel did last year. Feliciano yeah, does have some. Alt yeah. Yeah. He's he an alternate a pro, pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> Unless Feliciano is going to pop out to right tackle, which I, then I'm really worried. I'm not going to lie because yeah. I feel I feel like he's better an interior guy than he is out there yeah. on the perimeter. Um, that's why I, I said Burford and Feliciano because of what Feliciano wants to do and what he he kind of said. And you know Burford is kind of raw, but he does he does have the ability. We saw it from him last year, so I, I'm excited for that. Um, Overall, I'm, I, the more that we talk about the O-line, I'm starting to feel better and better about it uh, mm -hmm. overall. So, Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, But, yeah, I, I, I really like Burford. I just like his mentality. I, yeah. I think the kid's funny. and <laughs> He really is. He's a good, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Like, uh, we said this about but, the, the, the locker room. They're, they're filled with a bunch of great humans in there, too. Yeah, you personalities. Know, it's, it's yeah, just cool. personalities. Yeah. It's, uh, they, they definitely have a type. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they absolutely do. But just like we're talking about, 49ers roster is, I mean, just so Loaded. stacked. How many potential Hall of Famers do you think are on the squad currently? Gosh. I mean, it's tough to say because some of these guys are still relatively young. But I, I you look yeah. at their, their trajectories, Bosa immediately pops to my mind. When Wilkes said that, by the way, in his press yeah. conference, talking about Bosa being a potential Hall of Famer, not even into his second contract yet. I mean, yeah. gosh dang! Like, can you hit a home run? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure there. But <laughs> no, I mean, no look, look at the guy. He's he's an absolutely freak. He's just an, a mm -hmm. monster. So I, I got to say, Bosa. Um, I think Warner. I think he can be right yeah. there with his trajectory. Um, I think you look at a Kittle. What he's done with the tight end position. Um, absolutely. I think you look at CMC. He's another guy that if he's able to stay healthy and play some more years with his production. Um. Obviously, Trent Williams. He's he's a full first ballot Hall yes. of Famer back there. Um, but I would say probably those guys. Armstead, he's got a, a lot mm. more to prove. 
to me as far yeah. as being in that Hall of Fame type of talk. Um, Hargrave, I think the same thing. You know, he's he's been a really good player. I think he would need to have a – he has a couple solid years with the 49ers and wins a couple Super Bowls. I think he's right mm-hmm. in there. And by the way, that's another thing that really puts some Hall of Fame jacket on you is some of those rings, right? Being in those yeah. big oh, yeah. games and, and winning the on the biggest Sunday of the year. So I think those guys are the first ones that, that come to my mind that are on that trajectory uh, of, of being uh, you know, Hall of Famers. And I, I, I'm going to hate it, right? Because that means they're not playing anymore because <laughs> they retire yeah, and they no wait kidding. five years and we see them and we're like, I hope to God that we're in a good position then. But um, I'm really enjoying watching all those guys play right now because it's it's been an absolute blast. I, I, I agree with all the picks. I mean, Eric Armstead, I don't know. I can't, I can't see him being uh, as good of a player as I think he is. It's just the stats aren't, aren't there. He would have to have some consistency uh, over the next like five years. It would have to be. Yeah. And ridiculous numbers to even be in the conversation. But like, I would say um, another guy is, if he can get his head on straight, I mean, Debo is potentially he could just because of just because of the rushing and as a dual threat, like uh, like I could see it. Brandon Ayuk has all the potential on the planet. Yeah, um, I think he's, he's our best guy. receiver. Like I, I yeah, really think he's I our best receiver as a pure receiver. Yeah. Yes, and and honestly, I think I think Greenlaw has a chance. You know, like, uh, he, just because I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, because he is he is just if if Warner wasn't on this team, he'd be the star linebacker. He would be. Oh, my God. He'd be everybody would be talking about Greenlaw. Yeah. And like uh, and how good he is. He makes bonehead mistakes every now and then, like penalties and that kind of stuff. Reminds me but of a I think he got a sometimes. lot better. Yeah, he get he got a lot better at that last yeah, year towards the end of the season. Yeah, he did. And like, but he is all over the field, just like Warner is. I mean, he might not be as good as Warner is in coverage, but I mean, who is? Yeah, <laughs> at the linebacker yeah. spot. But is a, I mean, he's a tackling machine. Great instincts. I think he has a chance like that. Uh, if he's here for enough enough years, him and Warner playing together could just be a, a Hall of Fame tandem. Absolutely for years, and should remind everybody of. Willis and uh, Bowman. And Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing about that too is, and what's really wild is Willis and Bowman were, was such a great duo in the middle, but it was a, even a different game then, you know, they didn't have to cover mm-hmm. the field the way that these guys do now. You know, I know that Willis is a really fast guy. Bowman, Bowman was as well, but you don't see Warner and uh, Greenlaw wearing those big bulky pads. Like both of those guys had on because they, they have to, yeah. you know, turn their heads on a swivel and turn around and, and cover CD lamb going down the middle of the field, you know, and exactly. Willis didn't really have to do things like that. But um, I agree with that. I really like Dre Greenlaw. And in fact, I think that he has an absolute breakout year. If you, if you look at these games, the ball finds him, whether he's knocking mm-hmm. it out or he's, he, he was close to a couple pick sixes last year. Obviously, in 21, he had one week one against the Detroit Lions and then ended up hurting his groin on that and was out for a while. But the ball finds Dre Greenlaw. And yeah, um, I think it's because a lot of teams try to get away from Warner sometimes. And he he's the benefactor of that. And he's a good enough player that he he um, jumps on those opportunities. So um, he's yeah. an absolute stud. So I, I agree with you there. And he's got highlight moments. Big time. And and in pressure situations. Yeah. He does. So yeah, he's 
He's right up there. But is so is the way the 49ers continue to find because a lot of these players that we're talking about, uh, what how many of them were first rounders? I uh, maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> like uh the I mean and I not mean, and not Eric even drafted Armstead by the Niners. A, yeah. Armstead was, CMC was, but he wasn't drafted by the Niners. That's true. Um I want to say Trent Williams, he was a first wasn't he a, a first round yes, pick he when he got drafted rounder. by uh Washington? By Washington? Yeah, he was. Um but I mean Dre Greenlaw, Fred fifth round, Warner, third round, uh Kittle, fifth round. Hufunga. Uh, I mean, Hufunga is a, is a fifth yeah, rounder. Bosa was a first rounder, right? So we got to we got to check out on him. He's a first rounder. Um, but yeah, Debo's a second yeah. rounder. Debo was a second rounder. I used first rounder. Uh, no, he was, yeah, a, first rounder. was a first yep. rounder. Yeah, he was a first rounder. But is the way the 49ers continue to find good players in the later rounds, do you think that's sustainable and just able, they can just keep doing it year after year after year? I mean, it's tough. There's not a lot of teams that have been able to do it, you know, um, but yeah. it seems to be the way that they've hit and, but they, they haven't just hit just off and on it's been pretty dang consistent with some of these guys that they brought in so i think that they definitely have a like you said a type um they know exactly what they're looking for and they've been able to increase their percentages of hitting in those spots because of that i believe so as far as it being sustainable i think it's as sustainable as the front office is able to stay together um yes i was worried about adam peters leaving uh, over the off season, I'm glad that he stayed. Um, obviously John Lynch being in there, um, when some of these upper, you know, scouting guys leave or these, um, lower level guys on the coaching staff leave, that's always something I worry about is how does that going to affect, uh, the draft process? How's that going to affect uh, the scouting process? Uh, but I think Adam Peters has really been the guy with there and that's why they're not willing to let him out of the building and they're putting him in front yeah. of the media more often. So He's gonna, yeah. He's gonna be the GM. Yeah, I think so too. He's going to be the GM. I, I like, think if uh, and I'm, if Lynn, if we win the Super Bowl this year, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Lynch stepped down and Peters was was the guy. I I, I truly think that that could happen. And I don't think it'll be a step down situation. I think it's going Might be to a step be up. A step up. Yeah. Like I think he's going to go maybe president of football operations. Yeah. They create one of those yeah. those nonsense titles just to keep him in the building. He'll bother Al like, Guido uh, to death probably. Yeah. <laughs> Got to say what's up to my boy, Hiley. Appreciate you coming through, fam. But, yeah, it's, at the very least, all this talk about the, the roster, it just reminds, it should remind all of us how good of a team this is, how happy we should be to be Niner fans and not be yeah. some of these bargain basement dweller uh, teams. Yeah, it's it, it could be a really bad, it, we could be back 10 years ago, like uh, st sitting there wondering how, like, why we're even watching the game. <laughs> hey, I, I remember pounding the table one time for Blaine Gabbert, you know, and yeah. I was oh like, my God. Yeah, you know, like, he could, he could do it. Those are some dark days, you know, and I don't want to go back to those anytime no, soon ever. And like, uh, so that's, and if we, if we hold on to Shani and what's yeah. going on to my guy, CG, make sure you subscribe to him. The, uh, it, it like the the more I it just makes me want to hold on to him. Like, don't yeah. go anywhere, like, please. Uh, yeah, don't. Like, I I love Shady to death just because. And do I agree with everything that he does? No, absolutely not. Like, yeah. I think that he doesn't do the obvious things sometimes, and it just drives me crazy. But at the end of the day, he 
like we end up getting to the NFC Championship game, and I just look like an idiot, even questioning. <laughs> yeah, it, so. it's tough because he's probably forgot more about football than all of us know combined. You know, exactly. and and that's that's what it just comes down to. He's an unbelievable uh, coach, but I think what the coolest thing about him is that um, he's such a leader of men. Though those players love him. I mean, when during that Debo situation with the contract last year. Shanahan, I, I honestly believe if, if Shanahan wasn't the coach, that could have gone a million different ways. And we've seen it go a million different ways for some of these other franchises. Um, the way that we were able to bring in guys like Trent Williams because of the relationship he has with them, right, um, yeah. is something that, you know, you really you have to look at, you have to appreciate, and you honestly just got to tip your hat you tip your hat to and say thank you for being our coach. I'm exactly. glad we're not going for against sure. you, man. But, yeah, like uh, so with that being said, uh. I appreciate everybody coming in today. Appreciate Absolutely. you, Brandon, for coming yeah, through. Great. Uh, great time again. And we're definitely going to have to have you back. Absolutely. The, I'd love to. But all the people in the chat, you guys were rocking today. Appreciate everybody coming through. Uh, I love this community that we're building. And make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends every day, every week. Uh, this show is on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook. I'm anywhere. If you don't feel like looking at my face, I'm anywhere where you can find audio podcasts. Like, so I don't care where you get it, just get it. And, and like, uh, with that being said, this is going to be my last show for this week, but I will see you guys next week on Monday. Brandon, why don't you tell them one more time where they can find you on socials and yeah. uh, where they can find your show? Absolutely. Yeah. You can find us on YouTube, uh, the backyard blitz. We're on Twitter at the BY blitz. Uh, find us on Facebook, the backyard blitz, um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple podcasts, anywhere that you want to get them. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my, uh, other, uh, co-hosts with the uh, backyard blitz. We got coach Andrew Daly. We got coach, uh, Ricky Simmons. And of course the prophet, uh, come over and check us out. We talk about the entire NFL. We have a good time. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it. So, um, yeah, come check us out sometime. Yeah. Really Pete, we got to have you on our show. You oh know, yeah. Eventually here. We got to have me you know. on ours. You Absolutely. let me know. You For let sure. me know. I'm ready. We'll like, make it uh, happen, man. But uh, yeah, we're going to get out today. But yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm down for it anytime. And uh, but make sure, make sure that like this, what the, what was this show today about? It was about the discourse in the fan base. That's what it started off about, right? Yep. Let's let's go into, not that you guys are going to listen to me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but let's go into this with the thought process that we are a team just like the team we're rooting for. And let's be together on the fact that we want this team to win a ring. And that's all. That's all I want to say before we get out of here. But uh, I will see you guys next week. And as always, go Niners. Go Niners. Let's go.